This is episode 232. It might give you a thickness. It might. <laughs> Let, let's, let's whack one quick more. <laughs> it's, it's the tone control. It's the tone control. Bing. A ting or cymbal crash. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Derek's doing fine. Hey, it's your it's your it's your every other week friends, Derek and Justin, here to here to talk to you again. So, mm-hmm. yep, that's mm-hmm. and and nobody's everybody's doing good, I guess. I I'm again. I cough a lot on the show, and I hate that about myself. And I'm, <laughs> I apologize all the time. I am officially in the state of like always a little sick. Uh-huh. Now, because uh, Jack's at daycare and stuff. So I have also finally turned a corner into like, all right, I should call a doctor. So I'm probably oh, okay. going to do that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I have this lovely, like, gravelly thing going on, like, in my chest. And it, it I feel fine. Yeah. It just sounds gross. And it actually, I can feel it. And it's weird. But um, yeah, so I'm just a little bit sick all the time now. And uh, the joys of parenthood. Mm-hmm. Welcome to yeah. the parent control. Yeah, I know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, you don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's some something clomped on in there and it's not just maybe yep. it's something they can help with, you know. You never know. Yep. Sometimes they yep. can. Yep. yep. It's gross. Um yeah. but whatever. I'll live. Sure. I think I saw I Jack some, was home today. He was home today, but he is usually home on Mondays. Oh, all right. It's uh, that my in-laws usually come up here and do oh. childcare for me while I'm here working, but they're all sick too. So it wasn't like uh, wasn't a good idea. They're like like stomach bug sick. So it was a uh-huh. please stay away kind of thing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so uh, he's he's daycare Tuesday through Thursday. Although we're looking at changing that just because you know. It's not super sustainable, only doing three days, but we'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll only do four. Fridays tend to be easier. Nobody cares about this. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> doing all right. Um, I guess the the exciting thing that happened was part of our car fell off. What? Um, <laughs> so so here, all right, here's the, you know, I haven't told this. You know, this is what I was thinking. I think this is okay to tell because I haven't told a story in a bit. Um, like one of these wild things. Okay. Um, the outcome of this is probably good. The anyway, so I'll just okay. I'll just spoil it that way. But um, so we uh, actually it's so it's it's Marielle's car that she's driving all the time, right? The the new the the electric plug in thingy, mm-hmm. and she's hearing this weird noise. She had just like she ran over a tack a couple of days before, and the tires are basically spent anyway. So we ended up replacing a couple of tires mm-hmm. because of it. And it was this thing, and you know, emergency call. Like I have to take Ari to the thing because she's driving there now, and instead we're going to yeah. meet halfway, kind of because I can't put the thing on and it's losing air rapidly and all this stuff. Okay, so then she starts hearing a noise, and I definitely react to her so, like, "Sorry, this is like after the tires have been fixed, right?" So this okay. is fixed, and like it's a couple of days later. And she calls me, and I and she's like, "I'm hearing this rubbing noise. I, there's something in my tire again." And I'm like, 
I definitely give her the like, this is not, you're full of it, yeah. right? You're freaking yeah. yourself out. No way. And she's like, I swear you're not taking me seriously. Mm-hmm. And so she stops and she looks under the car and she's like, it's not the tire. Look, and she FaceTimes me and shows me there's like a sheet of plastic. There's like this shield oh. on the undercarriage and part yeah. of it's drooping down and dragging on the ground. Oh no. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? I mean, clearly like a cosmetic slash aerodynamic part. Yeah. But like my car has that too. Like we have the same car basically. Yeah. But even even our model from a few years ago had it's like a co- completely smooth bottom. Right. I say it's like a Ken doll. Like it's just completely <laughs> there's nothing yeah. under there. Yeah. So it's that piece, that the whatever shield, right? It, and so then I have to do the whole, we have to do this shenanigans again. I have to set her up somehow. She has to keep driving it. She has to, so I have to like do this swap. She doesn't drive a manual transmission, so she can't drive my car. So I swap mm. a car with my parents' car. We would do this little like reverse mm. borrow thing. She's driving my dad's car. I'm taking her car. I've got to go into a, a different studio that day. I'm not even working from home the next day. <laughs> so I run it to Toyota, have them take care of it really quickly. Well, what can you do, right? It's like basically take it off and get it drivable, right? Just take the piece off. I know they're not going to have it laying around, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So so then, and then, but then the guy says to me like, I mean, if I put this in, if I put in an order for this part, it's not going to be, they're going to deny the warranty because it's damaged. And I'm like, what do you mean it's damaged? The only what reason the fuck it's does that mean? is because it was dragging on the ground. I mean- And the I only reason you would get it replaced is because it's fucking damaged. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> he's like, I can't put that back up. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know it's all fucked up. Like the, the edges of it is all worn down from being driven on. And I'm like, yeah. well, why'd you drive? You know, he says something to me like, why'd you drive on it? Like, I get are it you here, serious? Asshole. What did you think I was going to do? What else? So- Anyway, after oh sorry, little, let me just airlift it in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking piece so of after shit. Okay. I give him a little bit of sass about that, you know, it's like just could you just take it off? And yeah. okay, okay, you know, and I'm I'm kind of in a hurry. I know I talked to him on the phone about this, so he's a little prepped. So and then he comes back around. He's like, okay, look. So I took it off and I took all the like the little clips that hold it, everything that was still there. And I put it in the back of the car. There's like a dog cover back there that was really yeah. convenient. We have a little chat shit chat about it. And he's like, I don't think they're going to cover this if I just put it in. So would you call them about the warranty? Just get it approved and then I can come back and I can order it. They don't charge okay. me anything. They just do the thing. You know, they get me sorted out. They're, they're fine. Yeah. But like... He's saying to me like, "Oh, geez, this is damaged," and I'm like, "It's not. It's it's not damaged. It fell off and yeah. got damaged. You know what I mean? I didn't crash into something. And likewise, there's like room for like sixteen, at least sixteen clips. Well, there's only six of them there. So obviously, okay. what's going on here is these have been falling off over the course of the year that we've had this car, right? Like they failed, which caused it to fall. In the Enough first place. of them get gone that eventually a corner of it dips down and starts grabbing the road." Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like clearly. What the shit? So, so like this is bullshit. So then I'm so it's the, super I'm like, bullshit. Because like, first of all, my my whole thing with this is what the fuck is the warranty for? Right. If not exactly this. So I <laughs> and, and the thing I said was, so if you spend like almost fifty thousand dollars on a car, you kind of think that the warranty covers chunks mm. of it falling off, right? And he mm-hmm. goes, 
Yeah, all right, all right. I agree with you, but, you know, okay. <laughs> me so, personally agree with you. Me, so the I, mechanic, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so I, so anyway, so the next day I, um, I have to do my thing, right? But then the next day I call them, I start calling the warranty. Well, the warranty guy is very nice, but he starts looking the part okay. up and he's like, this part is not covered because it's part of the body, right? So it's not a mechanical or electrical part. And I'm like- So it's like a non-essential part? Is that what that means? So like a- it, well, so it comes to, come to find out if you look up the warranty for these things, the number they give you is actually like the Toyota extended warranty. Mm. And he explains to me, well, actually, this is not really covered by that because you don't need any warranty for this. This is just its manufacturer's warranty, right? So this is something oh. that and, and okay, so how do I how do I do that? And well, he finds me a different number. And I call and it doesn't really make sense, the the menu tree and stuff. Eventually I get a person mm-hmm. and I'm like, what's going on with this? And they're like, I don't really know because the regular warranty that isn't the extended one. Because you're customers, the first human on earth this has ever happened to. Well, why does a customer not ever have to deal with the regular warranty? They don't have a customer facing number. Do you know why? It's mm. because that's what the dealer does. So when yeah. the guy says to me, I don't think they'll cover this if I put it in. The actual thing, the so they're actual not even thing, expecting a call from a real right. person. Like, yeah, the, okay. The actual thing that Toyota explains to me later is he makes that choice. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the Does guy. He know actually, that? Yeah, I mean, not yeah. to my face, but okay. the answer is he typed into his computer damage not warrantyable. He's the one who makes that choice. So eventually, so by the time I've gotten to the someone, I've gotten basically, I've got myself kicked up to a Toyota senior brand representative. Mm, and I feel like whoa. I'm hiring them for a movie or something. I don't know why yeah. I'm talking to this senior brand representative, but that's who I get. And she is extremely on it with me. Like she is taking care of me. Once again, I feel like I'm hiring them for a movie. I don't know why, but she's on it. Isabel, by the way, at Toyota senior brand rep, like, She's on it. Um, Crushing it. Way to go. She's calling the guy. She's calling me back. She's doing all this stuff. Anyway, we're waiting on a quote, which I'm supposed to hear from her tomorrow, and I fully believe she'll call me back because she called me back again the next day to say she hadn't had the quote yet. And I'm like, she called me back. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I actually feel really good. She's told me that they are going to help me out with this. As in, I'm, like, I'm, Toyota's hooking you up because this is I mean, is I assume, kind of, yeah, she's like, typically yeah. because of the snow, there was snow that day. And I'm like, this isn't, mm. snow did not pull this off the car, right? No. Probably salt <laughs> pulled this off the car, if we're being okay. completely honest. And, sure. and here's what I think. This is like a very new design of car. Like, it, the, mm-hmm. the plug-in electric version of this car, this is the first year. So this has got to be one of those car things, right, where it's like, Next you year, need, this will yeah. be a different material or the right. clips will be arranged the in a different way. The clips are going to be yeah. salt resistant from yeah. <laughs> here out. You know what I mean? Just replace it. So anyway, I'm assuming they're going to replace it at this point. I feel okay about it. But um, yeah, it was a little bit of like, and I never had to be impolite, but I did say to them, so I spent this much on a car and you're telling me that chunks might fall off of it and you're going to say it's my fault. Like, I'm not, I didn't mm. wrap it around a tree and expect them to pay for body damage. You know what I mean? Of course. Like so anyway. And, and it's not and, a car insurance thing either. Like it's. Right. And I'm yeah. sure that this part is not a thousand dollar part. Like it's a, it's an OEM car part. So it's probably going to be hundreds, but like, 
It's, it's just, just a big piece of, of plastic it's a big or piece metal. Of molded plastic. Yeah. 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 So, well, I a piece fell off of my car too, but oh. it's because I hit it with my snowblower. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it they popped were right back me up on. Going, so okay, snowblower dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, now I see you do a podcast with this clown. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you guys like having shit fall off of your Rav fours. <laughs> no, I, I uh, we got a bunch of snow here last week or whatever. Yeah. And, just the the front edge of the snowblower caught the um the uh like the tire plastic the, the plastic around the wheel well just uh, a little yeah, trim yeah, you know yeah. and it, it like cuz ours is missing a clip there anyway and sometimes it rattles on the highway and i just need to like Friggin put salt some, dude i just need to put something in there <laughs> and i haven't and so i, I nicked it and it just was like punk and it, it, the whole thing popped right out and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> You totally found fine. The spot. It, like if you were yeah, going to do a, a yeah. tear a teardown video, you found the spot, right? That you're going to get it all yeah, started. Yeah, you, you insert a guitar pick in here and you pop the you whole pop thing it. off. The car disassembles quite easily after that. Yeah. So I, I like stopped when I was pulling my flashlight and like snap, 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 snap. I went back in. So totally That's fine. Awesome. But it's like, awesome. ooh. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Then all I right. had the really fun time of saying to Beth, so I hit the car with the snowblower the other day. <laughs> and she's like, what <laughs> drops everything? It's fine. We're gonna anyway. be fine here. <laughs> I fixed it though. Fixed it, babe. Fixed the car. <laughs> Got it. Got it sorted. <laughs> okay. I don't have any cool stories like that. Um, yeah, you're fine. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. Yeah. We've, yeah, that's okay. All right. Let's. Um, hey, there's guitar. Hey, all right. Update. There's guitar stuff this week. Actually, play oh. the ad roll, and I got a guitar story after this. All right. All right. All right. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. <laughs> so as <laughs> viewers can see, my Novo Saris J is on the wall here, the red guitar. Yeah. And I got this after waiting a long time, and I've had it for like six months now, and uh, a little less than six months, and I've played it pretty much exclusively since it came Grab some other stuff here and there, obviously, just to like keep some guitars in rotation. But um, just the other day, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab my Les Paul because I'm working on some stuff for things I'm not really going to talk about yet. But I was like, maybe the Les Paul is the thing for this job, you know? So Eric's secret I, guitar projects. Yeah. So I grab it thinking <laughs> like, knowing, and not just thinking, but knowing this is my other very nice guitar, right? Yeah. It's my, I have right a lot on. of guitars. Many of them are just sort of middle of the road they're good. They're great guitars, but they're they're not, um, you know, they're not these like luxury purchases. And I have like two of these expensive guitar purchases, so I pick up the Les Paul, hmm, okay. and you know what I mean. So like by comparison, well, I, I actually think it. I think it's interesting that you phrase it that way because like you have your the the um, M- MJT. Uh, oh yeah, that's a parts caster, and, and yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was. All like picked it's, out it's a and, luxury thing in the sense that I it's custom to me. That's that's the luxury yeah. part of it, I guess. Price wise, though, it was not expensive. Price wise, and I guess the same same thing goes for like the Stratocaster and stuff, like the old standby. I mean, like at the time, yeah, the Strat. It's an American standard Strat. So when I got it in, I don't know what it was, two thousand two or something. Yeah, two thousand three or four. It was like a thousand bucks, right? And that's this as is a kid, the Fender Gibson conversation, though, because like that's yeah. See, in my mind, am I, I'm sorry to hijack, am, is that not equivalent a little bit? Like, because the the level of guitar that that is, 
to Fender versus yeah. the level of guitar that like you're sta- you know you're yeah. you're you're this is a big boy Les Paul you know what I mean it's not like a oh custom of course shot, and this is a big you know boy I mean? Les Paul it's a it's a 2017 traditional so there's no yeah. weight relief it is a straight up as as classic as a Les Paul can get without any of the weight relief without any of the coils splitting and other weirdness and stuff so it's just a straight yeah. up Les Paul which is what I wanted and the Strat you're right is a big boy Strat especially for the time right. it was the American standard that's all there was. Yeah. Right, there was some other fancier stuff, but it was this the American standard was just like the thing. That's what you got. And it was that or the the um what was it? Just the was it just the standard, the Mexican line, the made in Mexico oh, line? It mean, was like two on, main flagship lines. In, in whatever year. <laughs> I know. So right. So anyway. There's that whole thing. Excuse me. Okay. But um so comparing though, like having played the Novo so much, right. I think like I'm gonna go grab my other really nice guitar. There is a major difference. <laughs> a in, major, major difference. In which way? And in that the in that Gibsons are not as nice as we think, and um, which is maybe not a surprise. It's probably not a surprise. Um, I also, I mean, cost aside, I guess whatever. I got a yeah. really amazing deal on the Les Paul at the time, well, well below retail. So, okay, I don't know if that's a factor. For me, it it kind of <laughs> is, but like for the they made the guitar worse because of the deal you got though. The deal, right? like I mean, right, you know what I'm saying though. So like, yeah, I don't feel that is that heat as much, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah. it's just it's still a good guitar. I still love it. It sounds great. Plays cool. Like it's it's a good guitar, but part of it is just the it highlighted how guitars have not changed over the years, like the Les Paul just out of that's how we do it right out of tradition and it is very difficult to reach that upper register without like the whole neck heel and stuff getting really in the way after you play Mm. the novo because it's got a ton of upper fret access in a very comfortable orientation so you're not really running out of room for your thumb to sit somewhere until you're up at like the 20th fret yeah and at, with the Gibson, it's not like that. So, so the traditional nature of the Gibson, the fact that they were sticking to the traditional thing for so long and in right yeah. through, is holding it back at this point compared it to is. this other yeah. guitar. Yeah, and there have been other Gibsons, other Les Pauls over the years that do like the access cutaway, yeah. uh, the access neck heel. Sorry, and then the and the cutaway, they do a tummy cut on some. Like it, they they do these things. But they never make it the new way. You know, they never make it. That's how the Les Paul is now. Yeah. So, and there's too much, there's too much, uh, you know, you could say history. I think, I think you could fairly say rhetoric that's mm -hmm. keeping them there, right? They can do these other things, but it's never going to be their main thing. Their main thing is being tradition, is imitating their own collector models. Yeah. It's like lore, you know, there's this special magic about the, the Gibson Les Paul. It is high up on Tone Mountain, and yep. we shall not change it because of its amazing history of whatever, which is not incorrect. Right? right? The history is there. Yeah. So it was just really surprising. And and also to go from my heaviest guitar or my lightest guitar to my heaviest guitar was a little mm. bit of a weird, like, don't do that. That'll mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, Les Pauls are not... They're not very comfortable guitars. 
just the way that you they're uh, they're too heavy. They're very heavy. The balance is not great most of the time. It's, it's not I where think. you expect. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not like diving or anything like some body no. shapes do, but like it's eh, I don't know, it's not. But the vast amazing. majority of Fender stuff has like arm contours and Fender or and uh, tummy cuts and stuff like that. Those are guitar, like strats, very comfortable to play. Yeah, and and tellies, a lot of tellies in the line now have the tummy carve on the back too, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's it doesn't just, harm anything yeah. to put it there. No, it's totally and okay. the Novo is is very heavily sculpted on the back too, and and the it has that yeah. strat style arm carve. So I don't know. It's just been like a really interesting realization because I've grabbed some other guitars, my PRSs and and a telly or this or that, and they always feel like how I expect. Maybe because I'm just very used to them. Yeah. Not that I'm not familiar with the Les Paul, but it was like this. I'm. I'm. These are my two like A plus models, right? These are my mm-hmm. two premium guitars that I have, and it was just a really interesting comparison, yeah. is all. So and the PRS um, especially too, like th- those always strike me as being in in that Les. Like there, there's an example I should say of you can have. It's not just Fender body types, right? It's like Les Paul totally zone. Les Paul single cut flavored. style guitars. Yeah, yeah. And you know, set neck style and and things like yeah. that where you still can have these accommodations and, you know. Yeah. That is fun. So, I I just, you know, played on it for a half an hour or so and I was like, "Man, this thing is a dog." Like not it, it's just like <laughs> it's not in a bad way though, but like it's cuz it still yeah. sounds great, you know, and it's still a very cool guitar and it, mm-hmm. it's, it plays great and stuff, but I'm like, Oh, this thing is like, not, it's not easy. And, and, the, <laughs> and it has taken me when I got the Novo, I might've mentioned this in discord. I'm not sure. I, when I got it, you open the box, you get it out, you play it a bit and you're like, wow, this is so fantastic. Right. I've waited all this time. It's exactly what I was hoping for, but it takes six months or a year when you switch back to other guitars that you're like, Oh, I get it now. Like these are the, those small details take a really long time to show themselves, I think. And it comes down mm-hmm. to things like this where I'm like really comparing minor details among things. And now I'm seeing like where that money actually goes, right? Where where the expense in these luxury guitar purchases goes. It's that little stuff. Cool. So that's all. That's my little guitar story. Sweet. Uh, all right. Hey, so we have some guitar pedal news and um any particular order you feel like tackling these or anything like that you want <laughs> to no make, make some adjustments okay we'll just fucking fly by the seat of our pants then all right here's this random friggin thing uh I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dual Fusion from Wampler. Wampler. I hated that pedal. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that the last time I played this. Riff. That's what it was. And I was like so annoyed with the pedal. I was like, I'm just going to play some fucking dad blues because it's stupid. <laughs> and, and this pedal's stupid. And I was like so annoyed with, with not being wow. able to get sounds out of it that I liked and stuff. I like what Wampler does. It's weird. I, I appreciate Wampler. And he's a very smart guy. I like his social media content. He like yeah. talks a lot about how pedals are made and why they're made the way they are and stuff. And that's cool. That pedal was not doing it for me. 
That's something else. That's something else. So King Demo came out great. <laughs> Thanks. Um, let's talk Make about this. Uh, let's talk about this first one here. Do yeah. I have it on the right tab? I sure do. All right. Yeah. Well, so this is a new. Um, this is a new. The latest game controller that I picked up for playing my space flight <laughs> Sims. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you like it in in D to R or R to D? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, so this is the Melee Wall of Noise from Walrus Audio. Here we and are. it has a joystick, which I am thrilled to see in the lineup again because early, very, very early in tone control history, I got a, um, the Janus from, yeah, remember that. Uh, from Walrus Audio, which is a fuzz tremolo. In one box, and it has two joysticks. It has two of these very You're same right. joysticks right on it, and I have not seen them since. So I was, I was, I'm, I'm pumped to see it still being right. used. So they have some joysticks laying around the shop. <laughs> yeah. So this is a distortion reverb combo with one joystick. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I the like vertical... the idea of it being like a reverb kind of thing with like this is yeah. like a spatial panning control, right? Or no, something. no, hold on to your butts. So right. the vertical axis, the up down on the joystick controls amount of distortion, <laughs> and the left right axis controls mix. Mix of reverb? Uh good question. <laughs> <laughs> Because why would you, you? You don't want to mix uh, on your distortion usually. For it must be reverb mix. Must be yeah, reverb mix. Yeah. Joystick control. Here we go. Um, yes, the reverb wet dry mix okay. and the amount of distortion. Fantastic. Um, so the, to the right is fully wet. To uh, the left is dry, and then up is fully distorted, and and down being not as distorted. So. <laughs> Like what the fuck, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a real um, stinker to the like uh, the the pedal board that has like a cover and stuff, right? Because this is this joystick's gonna. I don't know. Is it gonna? Yeah. Can I mean, you thread it, is, it off. I mean, you're gonna. You can't keep your settings or anything, right? No. So like, if it's anything like the Janus that I tried back when, it's the joystick is very much intended to be. Manipulate it. Like, yeah. This is not a set it and then like set your knobs and, and that's how I like it. It's not that right. kind of thing. Right. So this is uh you're supposed to get down on your hands and knees and move this thing around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because if you put it in the back of your car, that motion that like a katunk in the trunk of the car, like that's going to move. That's going to be enough to throw it. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not stiff. Um, it will stay put. Like it's not going to drift while you leave it someplace on the stage, but. You know, you you could just shake the pedal and it will move around. Yeah. So, anyway, it has an order switcher, which is what I was mentioning a right. minute ago. Distortion into reverb or reverb into distortion. So, like, perfect. Yeah. Right? This is. <laughs> I mean, I it's I struggle to imagine a situation where I'd want the latter, reverb first. Yeah, right? I mean, it's but, a pedal hey. designed for shoegaze, like straight yeah. up. They, it's yeah. in their marketing material that this is a shoegaze pedal. Which reverb first, that'll yep. get you there. Like yeah. that'll get you that big wall of sound. You can't go anywhere else. Let's see. Nothing right. else. So there's three reverb types, and those are ambient reverb. So big long decays, big wash of sound, just massive reverb. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, then there's an octave down reverb, similar to the dark mode on their slow. If you're familiar with the slow reverb from Walrus, it's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a reverse reverb with feedback. 
So it'll do all kinds of weird well, shit. Well, you put that crap in front of your distortion. You've really yeah. done it now, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like tearing a <laughs> hole in space-time. Uh, and then there's the only other controls are, are an overall output volume and then the three toggle switches for the order switcher, an amount of decay, and then a tone switch. Ding, a tone control. Tone control. And there's a sustain switch that's like a momentary thing that will just infinitely hold. You can get to these um, different reverb types by pressing both foot switches together. And that's it. Like it is an yeah. absolute noise box. I, I will say about this episode of the Tone Control, we are talking, we are going to tell you about three pedals. Well, actually, mm. four pedals today. And not a one of them is a tube screamer. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love it. Uh, yeah, wild. Um, yeah, it's $2.99. It's no pretty notes, expensive, guys, but like no it's, notes. <laughs> reverb pedals get expensive. Yeah, but you add these controls and stuff like this, like it's it's bonkers. The sustain button, mm -hmm. uh, fantastic. It's very cool. Yeah, that's 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 one of those attention to detail things. And if you hold down um, the bypass switch and move the decay toggle, that is a secondary function to add modulation to the reverb. Oh, neat. Yeah. So. I like it. Five stars with six reviews here on Walrus's own site. So um, <laughs> the reviews are in, and it's pink. <laughs> it's like a tree on fire. Like yeah, what is like it? Green flames. It looks like or yeah. something. Um, as usual, Reaver or Reaver, um, Walrus has been doing these full band demos on their site, where every guitar base or sorry, it's yeah, video. guitars and bass have been using. We'll we'll oh, use yeah. this pedal, use the pedal in a jam, and they they do a great job. It's very cool. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I go check those. that out. Great job, Walrus. All right, yes, yes. All right, so um, let's let's whack one quick more one more quick item, and then um, <laughs> we'll throw our pedal genie. Okay. In. <laughs> do you like that? <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I do. Okay, here we go. What is this? Oh, no, I'm just going to play this little one. I think I've used this recently, but I don't know. Yeah, bit, friggin' bit commander, man. Commanding bits. Uh, I hate that the Google Doc always leaves my bold on. Mm. Oh, well. I don't know why I'm spending oh, well. time doing this. Oh, well. Okay, so what's up next, everybody? Well, Justin just does a weird, you know. Holy shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Well, this is the WACA. Derek. Okay. This is Thanks. the WACA. All right, so this is, this is a pedal. This is a boost pedal. That is has no controls and just has a bunch of unlabeled switches. It has nine unlabeled switches. It is and LEDs. And LEDs for each one. They all do something. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it is. It is dumb. Um wow. okay, so, 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 this so hang is, on, it's a boost. This is a yeah, this is a boost. So this is a collab between Big Ear pedals. So Big Ear is making this as a yeah. collab with Big Ear and 60 Cycle Hum. Uh, yeah, the guitar podcast that everyone knows that's not us. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah. these guys apparently a long time ago uh, made a, sort of a quip or something. We're talking about something. This is just some random on-air idea, right? A pedal that was just a bunch of switches for no reason, just mm. to be difficult. And <laughs> now I think it's been years, but they were like, you know, uh, okay. 
And then they talked to, they, they, the, I think the bigger people called them up and said, hey, we want to do this dumb idea you had. And they worked it out. So essentially what's going on here, this is a boost pedal. And every one of these switches adds a little bit of boost. They're not oh, different. All right. So each one is a little bit of gain. And they just, so the more of them you turn on, the louder it's going to be. Huh. So what order do they go in? Who cares? That's a good point. Who cares? They literally, because there's literally no knobs. Doesn't it doesn't matter. And, yeah. and, and it's well, dumb. So if you want, you could go and watch the video where he sort of explains yeah. and demos this thing. And like, I mean, you could try to push most of them and then you want to turn off a few where you're going to have to get specific. Apparently it's shipping with a small wooden hammer that works oh, good. good for turning on and off the switches. <laughs> he spends most of the video just sort of like laughing to himself about how fucking stupid this is. So um, like... Yeah. I am inter- like maybe I'm just ruining the bit, but I'm really interested in how this works because, like, they can't all. You mean electronically? Yeah, like, can they all be the same level? Because then it wouldn't get louder, right? So it has to cascade, right? Yeah, they definitely so, cascade, but in, but I don't see what difference it makes what order they're in, though, because right. But is the last like, one the loudest change? Like, is the first one? No, they're they're no? equal. Okay. They're equal. He demoed it. They're they're essentially like okay. like let's imagine that. There are nine, well, there are 10 gain settings, including off, right? That's what's going yeah. on here. And every single one you turn on, it's that. Like if you turn six of them on, it's on six. And it basically doesn't and matter. And it doesn't which matter one. what six. Because okay. it seems like they're probably in series, but they're like bypass, they're true bypassed or something. That's awesome. So I love it. it. Is, and I, mean, I love the idea of stepping on all nine of them at once. Yeah, exactly. And just try it. Hopefully your shoe's big enough or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's like good junk. It's it's um it's dumb. It's so they're making 60 of them. They're not shipping oh, yet. They're okay. gonna wait until so and so's back from whatever country and they're gonna autograph them. Um that's, so you can that's you fun. can order it. You can it's gonna be two hundred and fifty dollars, which is a lot for this. Just so it everyone's is. clear, but whatever. It's basically a collector's item. Um, you could you could put a deposit on one for uh, one hundred twenty five. Uh, one twenty five, yeah. Huh. So anyway, that's I mean that's that. I, they all have their own indicator light. Yep. Nine LEDs in your face. There's a power socket on the back. There's them all just being marvelled at their There's own. There's the stupidity. hammer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he uses the hammer so, in the video. He says it works well. And then he laughed to himself for another five full minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds fine. He plays it. It's great. Yeah, well, I mean, what kind of boost is it? Like, it's it's got to be a good pedal, right? I don't, like, I don't fucking know. I don't have any idea. Good. See, he this honestly, is, this in the is video, exactly. He, he was like, this is probably too bypass. Is it? I, I don't know. Who cares? Like, this yeah. is exactly the kind of shit post that the guitar yeah. community needs way more often to yeah. not take itself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. Right? I have so much shit with this field that I that I love and we talk <laughs> about it all the time. This is exactly what I'm after, right? Yeah. <laughs> not just go. because like it's a funny little dollars. <laughs> yeah, but like right. I mean that that part sucks, but you know, it's it's like the fart pedal, right? That was just yeah. such a moment. Such a uh, <laughs> This is so good because like we all need to remember that like this shit's dumb, right? It does not matter. <laughs> yeah, none yeah. of this matters. So, like, I don't know. I also and to, see to this, their and credit, I think <laughs> the, the sixty cycle hum guys are are taking it exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken. Good, too, good. So uh, I wouldn't yeah. expect anything less. Yeah, um, from them, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah. You ever see something and think, boy, when the next wave of humanity, like, 
when the anthropologists find this, when the anthropologists find this shit, like what are they gonna? That's that's what this is one of those like curveballs that is yeah. gonna throw off. You could lose <laughs> like, this to history. You could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's only sixty of them, they're gonna be like, what does it mean? Sixty and then nine <laughs> switches, and like they're gonna do all this like complicated numerology. Math. <laughs> <laughs> the paint's all worn off. So like, what are you yeah. gonna do? You know? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, it's real. Anyway, there's a physical unit in his hand. All right, so that's so um, good. That's fucked up. That's what it is. Boy, I can't wait to see those for a thousand dollars on Reverb. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a shitty move. It's gonna um, happen. It's gonna happen. All right, I say. I say we run a pedal genie ad. I think the. I think the gifts tonight, everybody, are going the to be gifts or bears. 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 All right. My body is ready. Mine too. I was wondering what you were... Okay. (laughs) Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want. For one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $22 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $47 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping. So you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $77 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone, and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie. All your pedal wishes granted. The thing about so it good. is, there's some pretty goddamn realistic bear costumes available to the public these days. <laughs> <laughs> this this one dancing cartoon at the end is dancing exactly in time with the the music. Oh, it was nailing it for you. That's great. I bet it's one of those weird gifts that's oddly in time with like every piece of music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect tempo, yeah. the ultimate tempo. I don't have oh a new pedal. I still have the Hawaiian pizza. Oh, well, we could put it on screen again. Got it right here, baby. Yeah. I was meaning to do a demo of this, and then my weekend got away from me because I have a six month old. Yeah, so yeah, you, 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 this is this is reality. It's fine. I think what I'm going to try to do is just do demos again, uh, but not stream them at first, just because that mm-hmm. that's a little. I can walk away from doing a few takes to help out with right, baby can, things you, if you, I need to. Yeah, don't have so. to like. Not um, but scheduled. I, this this should point out that I still have this because I do really want to do a demo with this thing because it's a lot of fun. So I haven't yeah. just some pedals. I get I do the thing on the show. And I'm like, okay, next one, please. But no, I want to give this one the proper treatment. And yeah, yeah it's the Hawaiian Pizza from Caroline Guitar Company. All and right. it's great. Yeah, I have I you st- sorted your whole I still shit? Yeah. I still don't have shit, dude. My God. All right, let's just move on. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna roll past. Um, I've got another thing. All right. So here's what's up next. Um, we're gonna talk about new tech from Korg. Okay. Um, so okay, there's 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 kind of a lot going on here. I don't know if we ever ended up talking about any of this, but this is sort of a I I I I don't know what the the origin of this is exactly or how long it's been around, but 
there there are these things, these new tech powered by Korg things here. And and one of them, it seems like there there have been these three products. One of them's a little synth, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just tiny little synth thing. There's a headphone amp. Um, and then there's this um, this uh, guitar pedal. pedal that's like an overdrive. Mm-hmm. And they all have, they all talk about this new tube with NU, mm, new tube. Right. And it's, there's no tubes in here. It's, it's, um, it's just the way they're kind of doing their electronics. They're trying to like kind of sound like tubes or whatever. Um, but the, the, the thing that's actually the same that makes these all part of the same thing is that they are kits. Um, and they're not like you have to solder everything together kits. Like they seem to kind of mm-hmm. come like as a, an assembled PCB, but you're putting it in the case and you're putting the switches together and stuff. Hmm. Um, and so these existed, their kits, so there's the little synth thing. And, oh, look, there's another thing here that I didn't know about. Here's the headphone amp, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's an overdrive pedal, you know, and, yeah. and you can sort of see in this picture here, like it's yeah, a populated it's like mostly PCB. Done for you. Yeah. Like you get all the little washers and stuff and you got to put the screws all together. That's, that's kind of the, the thing. So, you know, there's two parts of my feelings about this. One is like, why is this a kit? Like this, uh, yeah. this, this OD pedal is 300 bucks. Oh. So you got to sound really good to be 300 bucks plus you have to assemble it, right? 300 bucks for an overdrive? Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so the part of this that's actually new that that actually came around, I think they showed. I think this was like a CES thing. Okay. Um, which is why it was um, kind of new. So there are these two new new tech guitar pedal kits. Um, mm-hmm. There is this harmonic distortion. Okay. And which is the HDS, and then this is the um, TRS, TRS, which is a power tube reactor. Um, okay. Mm. These both. They're not um, tube screamers, right? So good. It's like I'm going We're to, off to a good this, start, and I'm and I'm kind of not wanting to focus on the fact that they're kits because it's the same basic deal, right? I wonder if the other image is now. See, they're not even going to show me the exploder. Are these kits though? Are you sure? It says they're kits. Oh, it man. says yeah, it does. Can be assembled easily in the same way as a plastic model kit. Yeah, like they come with this. I'm, I'm going to zoom a little here. Yeah, it, it comes with a little sheet with click out wrenches, and you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's um, it's a the the fact that it's a kit is a feature, but you're, right. it's not like buying a um, you know, from build your own clones or something like that, mm-hmm. where you're assemble. You're not learning to solder here. It's just being assembled. Um, now these, I, they seem to be only available in uh, the UK right now, mm-hmm. so they're each for two hundred uh, pounds. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm I was skeptical of that, so I pay, I did you know kept kind of paying attention and actually listened to some things. Um, they're you know they're not going to be for everybody, but they are pretty cool. They're not doing typical things. They are not just like they they they're not going to be. Um, comp- you can't exactly compare them to other pedals that are out there. This is a yeah. this is a fairly uh, esoteric kind of different thing that most pedals don't do, um, kind okay. of stuff. So I don't know. What do you what do you want to talk about? Which one? Which so, one you want to hit first? These two. Well, I was sort of thinking. Looking at the the older one, this ODS that's three hundred okay. bucks. Yeah. Um, 
I'm the first thing I'm wondering because of my stupid traditional guitar player brain <laughs> is what kind of overdrive is it? Um, it's a tube it overdrive, but it's not but really. It doesn't. It's pretending. It doesn't to be. say anything about like this TS style or this Klon style, yeah. like this transfer. They're not using any of those buzzwords to right. let you know kind of what it is. Um, but it says circuit diagrams are readily available in the download section. So I need somebody who's much smarter at this stuff than me <laughs> to read yeah. the circuit diagram and tell me what it is. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm For looking what it's at worth, the... it's pretending to be a tube. Like the okay. knob on it says tube gain. Yeah. So whatever they're doing, they're trying to make it sound like a tube overdrive. So harmonic distortion. Okay. The red, the red one. Yeah. Okay. So so we have and now harmonic one, two, and three, and then there's yeah. like that lifts off, and there's like set not set screws, but like trim pots in there. Right. So and this this little thing kind of slides out of the way. Um, yeah, this I little, think there's a picture of it if you scroll down. Uh, yeah. Where are they showing me? Oh, there. So, right yeah. There. So you can sort of see it. It's um. It swings out of the way and you can adjust those. Okay, so here's what's going on. You kind of have to like watch somebody demo this to, to get the idea. So I'll kind of, we'll try to run through here. So um, you've got typical kind of pedal controls along the top, um, gain, tone, volume, and then there's this gate control. Hmm. Uh, and then this little indicator screen on the bottom, there are these six LEDs. They change color and they react to kind of show you what's going on. There's like a visual feedback to when you're playing. Oh, okay, okay. Right? And it changes color depending on the harmonics that are involved. Now, harmonic one, two, and three are these different, basically, sets of harmonics, and you can mix in kind of a customized amount of each one. Wow. Okay? Okay. So you can be all one, you know what I mean, or a mix Mm -hmm. of all of them or whatever it is, right? And you kind of, you combine those and you find this sound. So the sound of this pedal is fairly fuzz-like, but Hmm. the character can be very, very, it can sound like a lot of different fuzzes and it's not exactly any of them either. It's interesting. It's it's pretty fuzzy, but but, um, you have a lot of kind of control and the gate control, it can sound like a very gated fuzz depending on the harmonics. Sometimes it's squelchier or not, but I mean, if you you spin this gate knob all the way down, that makes it, um, very, uh, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, it's almost like backwards from what you're expecting. If you, so if I turn that knob all the way down, it's going to cut all your loudest notes. Yeah. Okay. And so, so the knob opens the gate, so to speak. Yeah, or like lowers the threshold okay, or something yeah. like that. The higher you turn it up, it kind of, you know, it's it's something mm. like that. I'm not really sure if it's a threshold or if it's something else, but it's yeah. effectively that that's kind of what it's doing. So, so this the fact that like this is you tune this pedal to like what you want. Right. With those yeah. trimmers and then you've got the other more conventional controls. Yeah. Just for what like you would normally have. So that's an interesting idea and I don't hate that. Uh it's yeah. That sort of stuff, though, is usually what pedal builders are are doing for you. Like that—that's why yeah. you buy so and so's blues breaker instead of someone else's because they've taken the time to make their flavor of it by doing yeah. things. It may, it may not be exactly certain harmonics, but in the case but, of fuzz, right? In the case of fuzz, yeah. they're doing it like like we're, there was a conversation in Discord today. It's like these different clipping options. There's a, a common now yeah. that pedals will have this, and you're sort of you're either mixing them or you're figuring out which ones to switch to or which ones to turn on or whatever. 
it's yeah. kind of it's it's like that in concept, but I think the execution is completely different in this because you are literally just mixing in an amount of this this harmonic or that. And I I kind of think what they're doing is like odd harmonic versus even harmonic. Even, yeah. I'm not sure what the third one would be or if it's you know what I mean. It might not be exactly that, but that's how it strikes me when I hear it. Um, so it's 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 a cool sound in the demos that I heard, and I feel like interesting. Investigate if you're into fuzz. Also, maybe investigate if you're not into fuzz because <laughs> yeah. you might find it's a new way of doing here, it. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Huh. So I'm now looking at the TRS. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, power to reactor. Yeah. So uh, to deliver the responsiveness, the feel of a vacuum tube guitar amp. Yeah. But it's not a. It's a pedal. It's not a. It's not it's the like distortion part of a vacuum tube guitar amp. It's the power like section of it. Like a preamp? Okay. Um, not a we're preamp, we're um, simulating... This, so what they're going for here is they're trying to sig- simulate rectifier tubes. So they're talking oh. about the sag and compression only, huh. not the distortion. Right. What a specific thing. Okay. Yes. Like that is something we have not seen yet when we talk about like amps in a box and stuff like you're talking about like this sounds like a crunchy marshall or whatever right exactly so format wise we've got the same thing we've got you know clearly the same case we've got the flip away thing with um uh, set screws under there uh the under the set screws is a tone control and then you've got these things these controls for power sag we've got a separate threshold and sustain so What does this mean? So like the sag is kind of like when the when the power amp of a of a tube amp can't really keep up with uh you know a sudden change the, in volume. The input, yeah. It kind of compresses in this very particular way. So they're attempting to simulate this. There isn't real power tubes in this or anything like that. Um but they are simulating it essentially with compression and then they've tried to arrange the I feel like the timings of the compression in such a way that it's pre- presented to you as though it was a power amp. And and so you're kind of controlling it in in the way where I mean you'd never design a power amp electrically with mm-hmm. this you know you might design a power amp electrically with this in mind but without you never would have this control, right? This is only kind of available in this simulation. Yeah. Setting. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this weird? Like it's totally no, it's different. More <laughs> evidence that we are living in a simulation, but go on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. So across the top, because this is also yeah. an audio program across the top, we've got again, four knobs, volume, power sag mix, which is going to be like dry signal, no pedal, which is between direct to tube. Right. So tube, all of- tube would be 100% pedal. Yeah. And then direct is is direct, right? And then tube gain. So there is sort of a gain section to the to the tube thing. So maybe I I lied a little bit. There may be but some it's not, distortion. It's not if an overdrive really crank pedal. It. But right. I, I right, I was gonna say I bet the highest gain setting is still pretty. It's probably just like saturation, like it's yeah fullness yeah. and not right. Because when clipping. you when you get distortion from a tube amp, it's happening mostly in the preamp. This is. I mean, anything that you would think of as like heavy distortion is coming from the preamp section of it. Yeah, You're not going to get yeah, yeah. that much out of the power amp. Um, it would be you could think of it like you know if you're juicing a clean amp right out of the or out of its own window, 
Right. That's that may be the kind of distortion you can achieve this way. And I don't know how realistic their tube sim is either, because I really think the sag is is more important. Um, so in demos, I you know you can really d- dial in a massive amount of sag, plus the control of it is kind of crazy. You know the sustain, um, essentially the sustain set screw is going to be how quickly it recovers. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, you never have this actual control in a real tube power amp. And likewise, the threshold, you know, you're deciding how quickly it's going to um, grab onto one of your notes, right? Or, or how loud you have to be before you're starting to feel that sag. Again, you don't mm-hmm. have that control. You would be adjusting your guitar if it was a real tube amp to find that spot, right? Um, and the thing I've compared to real amps that I've used or even simulations that I've used, you can create way more sag than is realistic with this. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you wanted to, right? Um, and yeah, Helix lets you do that. I'll say, like, it isn't just a compressor because, you know, I could pretend that my compressor was power sag. But it's not just that. I've I watched the demo enough to know to notice that um, it reacts to different frequencies differently. So just like a real power amp, if I hit the the lowest string on my guitar really loud, I'm going to cause more power sag than if I hit the highest string really loud because it takes a lot more power to create those yeah. waves at lower frequencies. That's this is like the white noise versus pink noise kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's same power will create noise that's very high-end focused um, because it takes a lot more power to produce low frequencies than it does for high frequencies, right, mm-hmm. uh, in an electrical system. So you get that, right? You you know, you can dial in at the same threshold, playing up high, and then I hit a big low note, suddenly we get a lot of sag. Um, and you can dial oh. it in to be very pronounced. So it's cool. I've never seen something do this before. Me neither. You know, you speculate like, what would you what where would you use this? You know, would you use this with an amp sim? Would you put it before the amp sim or after? I kind of feel like Ugh. after, but maybe not. If the if yeah, your after could also of, if it had lots of distortion, you'd be either always in sag or never in sag, right? Yeah. After could also include the speaker though. Like if you're putting it on oh, yeah. board like after yeah. your HX stomp or something, but you could put it in the loop now that I you could put it in the damn loud. loop. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So this is very interesting. Like this is, yeah. I, I still don't know if like this is the. I don't know if this is needed. <laughs> yeah, or it's if it's cool. really quite quite the way that I think maybe it could have been done. But it's it's here, yeah. right? And I'm curious why those three controls on it are in trim pot under that little protective cover and not just yeah. on the face of the pedal. Right, but, it's um, definitely like a format that they've come up with. Yeah, um, and it's it's like a, those are the ones you set on, it and forget it. Yeah, they didn't put it out on the old one. Um, yeah. So, so and the, these are still kits, right? Yep. Wow. They are still kits. Can I cut to specifications here? And it's like two hundred bucks. UK. It's two hundred pounds. Two hundred pounds. Uh, I think those are pretty close these days. Not sure. Yep. Tr tr s pedal kit. It's about two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay. So I mean, that's like not—I don't know—two fifty again for like drive stages and stuff like that. Yeah. For this one though, like for this like power sag situation, that doesn't feel insane because it's—I have not. This is really the only thing in its space. But yeah, I mean, more so the power sag one than the than the harmonic distortion. But um, I don't. I think neither of these has a. is in sort of a saturated space. 
Yeah. You know, and I mean, I don't think if there are other pedals that do similar things to this, I, I'm not aware of them. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. And there must be few. Um, so, yeah, I mean, stuff like you hear about preamp pedals, but uh, not, not that's, like that's kind of the opposite of this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hear about preamp pedals, and then you hear about actual preamps that are in pedal yeah. format that you do put in place of your amps preamp. But that's still not this because then you're right. still using the rectifier stage from your tube amp. Yeah, so like when I first when the, these these flew across my my news desk, and I thought, uh, power tube reactor. Okay, that sounds niche and silly. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like it's going to be one of these extremely subtle things that I'm like, I cannot believe you would pay that much money to have yeah. to have this. Um, but it is. It, it I'm sure could be subtle. Um, but it does not have to be, and you can dial in some wild stuff. Um, huh. I would, you know, think of it like a really specialized compressor. I think it's like a compressor in the way that like a, a um, rotary speaker is mm. a modulation. You know what I mean? But it's, like you're not going to use it. It's not even formatted or designed to be used as a compressor. Like this I is disagree. if you're well okay the controls are not laid out that way I think it is designed to be used as a compressor I mean you can you can have it on or off you might have it yeah, on most so. of the time um it's it's I think you could use it kind of as a compressor but because it reacts differently to different frequencies um I think you can achieve something that you probably couldn't achieve with other compressors. I don't know if that's super valuable. Yeah. I just mean like if you're in the market for a guitar compressor pedal. Yeah. This is this is something else it feels like. Right. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, like if you wanted the uh, the sound If you want a Dynacomp, comes, like right. it's not, you're not going to use you this. You wouldn't reach for this. This this probably wouldn't make that sound. Um I wonder what it would be like if you tried to make a Dynacomp sound out of this would this one sound better <laughs> at it? I don't know. Um, I'm also different. curious like this is this sounds shitty but like why does that not the harmonic distortion but like this tube sag thing why does it have an off switch? Right, like what? What scenario? Yeah. Well, may again, you turn this on and off? I think it's because you should probably be thinking of it as a compressor pedal, in a sense. Okay. Like it's a very different kind of one, but it's a compressor. Like you might not want it on all the time. Maybe you would. Yeah. But I'm curious if we're going to see, like you said, people using this with amp sims to make them more amp like, like to bridge that gap. Yeah. And I, and because it has a mix control on it. You yeah. can get this. Um, you know what you can get on it is. Um, so there's this thing that I'll do in mixing sometimes, often actually, depending you know on, on different kinds of sources like drum sets or whatever. But like create a sort of hyper compressed co- parallel path, mm-hmm. and then blend that in. So maybe it's maybe the result of this pedal is actually quieter than your direct signal but it's totally like leveled out in this power saggy kind of way. And that might give you a thickness and really kind of loudness overall mm-hmm. without increasing your peak level. It's like this, this sneaky way of without increasing the peak level of any particular sound, you're increasing the overall loudness by basically bringing up all the quiet stuff in the background. Yeah. Um, that's something that I could probably dial in with this pretty easily. This feels like one of those things again where we've never had it, so yeah. nobody thought I need it, right? And yeah. I but think it comes from guitar heritage too. This is the other funny yeah, angle. Yeah, is- like and it's it's it could be one of those things that like 
it's it's like God, it's happening again. Like the the thing needs to exist before you can think of the crazy ways to use it. Like uh-huh. it, it's it's creation. It's not doesn't necessitate usage, but like it's not the necessity of is the mother of invention thing. Like it's right. it's both of those together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and wow. I had a similar reaction about this. Like when I heard harmonic distortion, I was picturing, oh, this is going to be one of these subtle things, like a like a tape emulator mm-hmm. where we're just adding a little bit of fuzz around, you know. And it's like, oh, do you hear that? Like it sounds like analog tape, um, and it is not. It sounds I like watch a fuzz these demos. pedal. Yeah, it sounds like a fuzz pedal. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, and their that's kits. Very significant. And that's kind of and fun. And their kits, which is and in a in a I guess a fun way. Um, that part of this is so unnecessary. Like it the is. kit, like it's cool. Like pedal kits, great. But and this whole thing of like brand. what it's yeah. what it's doing is far more interesting than it being a kit. Yeah. But I don't think they, like, the rest of this brand, I don't think really touched on that. Like, this is a headphone amp. Okay. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Whatever. So it's like yeah. a, you know, a portable head. Here's here's a, a, a oscillator. Neat. Yep. Here's <laughs> a little thing with a, with a keyboard strip. A synth. A little, yeah. a little synth. I like buttons. the little synth. I like that. Like, I, I would love to have a little, like, keychain size synthesizer. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. But, I don't think any of these are doing anything. And a kit for that is such a cool idea. But Yeah. Well, and Korg already had these, like, mini synth things that were mm-hmm. just a little off the shelf. It's a funny little toy noisemaker that, you know, could be a legitimate instrument in the right hands, right? Yeah. Um, so what is this self-assembled? You know, why is all of this new tech stuff self-assembled? Like, it was clearly a choice they made for this whole line of products but I don't know why. It's it has to be. Is it something why stupid? It, like yeah, why doesn't it exist separately? You know, because like for some people, this is probably like oh wow, that's cool, and then we'll put it together. That's fine. is it something stupid? Like the they thought the price would be too high if they built them themselves. Like I don't know, right? Like what is the? But look what they've done. They've done all the hard parts. That's true. The only thing that's left is like the like manual putting it labor in an enclosure. of turning. Yeah, you have to like turn <laughs> ten screws. Right, yeah, so yeah. like, that's not. It couldn't be, right? Huh. Anyway, and it's not like um, you're being encouraged to like. Well, like with BYOC, you can yeah. learn how to solder. You can read the the diagrams and all that stuff, and and get a feel for how pedal building works. Yeah. At the same time, you're sort of loosely encouraged to think about at least. What do all these parts do? And what if I change right. this part to that part? And you can't that do that could with be this. Your, that could be your springboard, and you could you could end up like making modifications to them, and then that mm-hmm. leads to designing things and and, and you know, coming up with stuff on your own and understanding some stuff. Um, none of that's going to happen here. You're just turning washers and and stuff over switches, and yeah. it looks like the the switch itself. I, I can't find a picture. I mean, this is a Molex. You're not even, you know, the switch is a separate piece in this OD pedal I can see, but it's, everything's pre you know, it's a pre-populated board. You're just plugging in a a plastic connector here. Yeah, I mean, you could put this whole thing together in 15 minutes. Yep. So. Hmm. Okay. This is rad, though. Good find. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cool, yeah. And and I I think those two new things are are obviously, I think they're far, far more interesting. I agree. Um, so anyway, yeah. So yeah, sweet. 
That, yeah, it's pretty pretty neat, and they're definitely not available in the United States yet. But I don't know. Hmm. I I think they just came out for CES. So, anyway, uh-huh. right on, right on. Um, let's do some other silly thing. Yeah. I'm watching you type. Superpuss? Superpuss. That's a good pedal. I like the way <laughs> huge stuff. Yeah, they have a funny <sighs> way of their pedals are really light. Or everyone I've ever held, mm-hmm. it feels like like really thin cut steel compared to a lot of other ca- pedal cases. And it's I think it's like aluminum. Is it, it maybe maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But I mean it's like they're like solid, but yeah, yeah, it's just a totally different feel from most other stuff. So so, things of the week. Did you remember what yours was Thing from the pre-show? Of the week, I, sh- I sure didn't. I'm always concentrating on other stuff. It, I, okay. I know it must not seem like it when I'm recording this show, <laughs> but I'm actually thinking while I'm doing it <laughs> about doing it. I'm thinking about doing it. Um, I don't... Oh, my dog's that's, that's so switching meta. to the other side of the couch. Anyway. Yeah, it's like flipping to the cool side of the pillow, but for a dog. You know, right. You go to the she other end like, of the couch. Yeah, I want to be in the shot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I don't know. You know what? I, I still am really, the other thing that's been going on lately is I've been really enjoying this, um, my little handheld video game thing that I got ages mm. ago. Um, and I, maybe that's sort of interesting. So this was the Retroid Pocket 2 Plus that I picked up. Mm. It's, it's an, it's, there, there's newer versions of this thing now that have much more um, powerful chips and features and stuff. But I mean, for the, for a hundred bucks that I spent on it, um, I think it's interesting that like, what is yeah. this like? Uh, almost a year on, I'm still using it a lot, and I've been playing through old. You know, it's in, it's it runs emulations, so oh. S- Super NES, NES games. I actually it plays Dreamcast really well. Something Whoa. about something about Dreamcast uh, is able to be emulated a lot better than you think. Um, Dreamcast whereas, like, was like such a moment, you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, God. so like. Uh, I'm playing, I mean, I have a bunch of like random shooters and stuff you could pick up and play stuff that I remember. But like the thing that I actually can do that I would never be able to do, especially that I'm really enjoying is like old RPGs. Because I think Mm. like the Super NES era was an era, a golden age of RPGs. And, um, you know, I'd love to occasionally dig out an emulator. Oh, look at, you know, we're going to do this. Mm. Because, you know, it's like, I don't care if you, have these cartridges, like, I'm not going to hook up my whatever system yeah, to the TV, you know? Yeah, that's how like, long has it been sitting on your shelf? Like, it's a, right. it doesn't work? Yeah. If you do, then that's awesome. But for me, I, I have this little thing, like, I'll play for five minutes before I go. To, anyway, so I've I've gotten to play through an RPG on Dreamcast that I never had finished, which is sort of interesting. And then a bunch of, like, Square Enix from back in the day, before, well, before they were Square Enix, right? But, mm-hmm. like, some old Final Fantasies, We've got, um, um, shoot, uh, well, uh, there, there's a, okay, well, this this one obviously I don't have a cart for, but, like, The Secret of Mana had a sequel that only came out in Japan. Everybody raves about it, like, oh, it's so much better. They did all these things that were so stupid about The Secret of Mana. Well, I, I finished that a couple of days ago. Um, I ne- had never gotten to play it. Um, 
I'll say this. I counter all their reviews. The Secret of Mana is the better game. Uh, There is weird bugginess. The whole thing, the controls feel sluggish. All of the things that people say are better about that game from Secret of Mana, I actually think are not as good. The story, Hmm. you get to pick characters instead of just having the characters be part of the story. And, oh, but which characters you choose shapes what happens in the story. But it falls under the same thing. Like the more open world you make an RPG and the more... I can do anything I want you make an RPG, the less impact the story will have because it necessarily has to be a little bit standoffish and amorphous or it'll get in your way. And the same thing happened with this game. So anyway, anyway, so I'm still having fun with this little weird cheap handheld Android thing that I have. Um, that reminds me, the new Hogwarts Legacy is coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I, I might check that out once I'm finished with God of War Ragnarok, which will probably be a future <laughs> reference, uh, future thing of the week yeah. for me. Yeah, people rage. Uh, just absolutely savagely brutal. God, it is gratuitously <laughs> violent, but like, God, it's good. You turn <laughs> into a wolf at some point, and like, he's just lit, he like he's gigantic wolf mouth on the head of a bad guy and just off it comes right just <laughs> it's gone. rips it off it's crazy anyway. so uh my thing of the week though is this sorry are you done i'm just like oh yeah yeah it's cool. okay no i didn't i didn't want to keep talking about it too because like i've i definitely like talked about it when i got it the only thing okay. is yes i'm i'm glad i made this purchase because i have been having a lot of fun and i have been playing Good. games that i never would be able to play because i just yeah i, I mean a hundred bucks and you've them. had it for a year yeah 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 it's a few bucks a day it's right not even <laughs> right 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 on so uh my thing of the week is a is a, a it's a wild just be, thing <laughs> it's a just because gift that beth and i do this just because thing yeah um, where we trade like who gives each other a gift just because and there there's no time constraint um it's just you trade who's up so i gave uh-huh. it to her first she gives me something and it could we have this basket downstairs that we just fill up the basket with stuff that you think your partner would like no uh no time constraint no uh financial constraint no just stuff yeah. whatever well, first time i got sweet yeah first time <laughs> i got her like uh, just a bunch of we got some new water bottles and i got her some like fun stickers for it right that kind yeah. of stuff so she got me one of these like sensory like oh pop those things. Are, those are, I know that <laughs> that's what Aria loves those fun yeah. things. Pop it. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like a little one, and I sit on I sit at my desk here, and I I pop them all. It's very satisfying, <laughs> and like I don't I don't really think I believe the whole thing. I'm like, oh, it's a fidget helps you focus. Like I don't I don't know about that, but. It's still fun to do, so who yep. cares? So, so in my thing was this, and then this also this very cool thing called a CMY cube, and that's what I got right here on screen imagery. Yeah, there you go. So here we go. Here's a light. Yeah, this this, will... this boggles me. So so is is uh, the color on the like on the edges? I guess because it, it the color the way it, is on it achieves the those faces. Um, yeah, but it's doing some very odd. Uh, I don't even know. It's not math, but it's like because if you look at it straight on, you only is, see the one face. You only see the one color, and in this case, this where I'm looking at you now. That's um, cyan. But if I turn it now, it's yellow. And if I turn it this way, it's it's magenta. But, but then you if you turn it in between, through, you have to yeah. see it through both sides. Right. So is right? is magenta on both of those sides? I don't know. Because <laughs> you can't ever see it from the inside. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I can't ever uh, just put my light out. I can't ever see it from the inside. But then as you turn it, you you see through multiple planes of it. Cams here. And yeah. you can see green and you know uh, like and purple and and other well, and there's some there's there's a there's a an internal reflective aspect. There's like to a, it too. a prism aspect to right. it. Right. So, uh, it's just this piece of acrylic. It's, it's like a little magical object. Yeah, it's one and a half <laughs> inches square or cubed. Sorry, and it's <laughs> it doesn't do anything, but man, is it fun to look at? Look at that damn thing. It's great, and it's like really sharp on the sides and stuff, so it feels yeah. really nice and tactile. And it's just this very cool, satisfying looking thing. It kind of has like a getting I could like see your glasses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. See? Like yeah. it's very odd. And everybody I've shown it to is like, ooh. Right. <laughs> what uh what magical quest item is this? <laughs> yeah. And so, so you just like, here they are. Here they are. And you can get them in all different sizes. And like they make big ones if you want like a you know, like oh, a okay. four by four inch one or something like that. This is the oh, wow. one and a half inch one, and it's it's just cool. <laughs> awesome. So that's my that's my pick, the CMY color cube. All right. Yeah, that's a really neat thing. It's a very neat thing. I keep it on. Um, <laughs> it's a goddamn neat thing. It's from the same place we got these uh, these switch pens from last time. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, I got I got, <laughs> I got a set of in the um, back pocket. Yeah, I do. It's actually this art of play. I have a sticker on my water bottle. Mm. Go look up artofplay.com and buy me anything from that site. Anyway, <laughs> I got um uh, somebody got me a a whiskey glass set uh, for Christmas and it came with these two like faux marble coasters and I yeah. keep one on my desk and the CMY cube sits on top of it and it just looks very nice sitting on top of its little Faux marble cube, and as oh, I nice. see it, and I can look into all of the different colors and stuff, and because it's mostly white, you can see through the bottom pretty well. So that's yeah. the thing. Sweet. It's good. It's good stuff. All right. Well, and go do a just because bucket for your wife. Yeah, go do it. Yeah, for like, your for your partner for your for the for the people in your life. Yeah, just that's cause. a good plan. Just because. Um, yeah, yeah, and the only thing is. The only rule about it is you just trade who gives. Okay. You know? Yeah. So so now it's my turn. And I have until the end of time to give it back. And there's <laughs> right. no expectation. No expectation to do it. Like No expectation. That seems yeah. like an important thing, right? An, an important aspect of it, too. Yeah, like I gave her the first one before Jack was born. And just got in this stuff a couple mm-hmm. days ago. So Nice. Nice. I'm here popping this thing on my desk. I don't know if it's coming through. <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we've we've run over an hour again. That's fine. That's what we do. Um, I feel like this was a good one. It was a good episode. Good chat. Good chat. Hey, um, will you do me a favor? Will you find for me an image of the new t-shirt design that we made? Because I forgot to call one up while I run down Ooh. the end of thing. And I hopefully we'll be able to throw it up on the thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So thanks for watching slash listening to the tone control. And, 
as as always, you can join us on Discord at discord.io slash tone control, uh, where you can chat and and participate in all kinds of wild shenanigans that happen. And if you want to be a supporter of the show, uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the tone control. And supporters of the show get special super duper bonuses like being able to um join us in the so my fucking I my I've been having send. a problem. I've been having an issue with Discord lately where like I try to add an image and it just doesn't send. It's, it's stuck like, no processing. Thanks. Yeah, but no, I replied in our DMs to your your post to me with the image. Oh. So if you just click back to your own text, it should be there. Okay. Um, Gotcha. Why is this not sharing? What the frig? Anyway, I'll just Don't try again. Just stuck yeah, on no, processing. This is this is. Yeah, I think that's the final design. Yeah, it is. That's the most recent one I have. All right. Um, yes. <clears throat> so uh, Patreon supporters uh, get special bonuses like uh, being able to hang out with us in the show while we're recording. Um, and um, we do things like monthly hangouts, which have been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying those. Yeah, so it's sort of, it ends up being like a, we, we've been recording them and we've been posting them again as Patreon exclusives. So any any supporter at any level can go back and, and kind of um, follow up on them. We're just talking about whatever. Last time there was a lot of books and movies. Um, yep. One other time we were playing Discord games. You don't know mm-hmm. what the hell is going to happen. Um, and we just, uh, we just, it's a podcast episode, except everybody in the audience has their mics on. <laughs> and, it's <laughs> and it's not about guitars. And it's yeah. not, and it's, well, but sometimes we accidentally talk sometimes about Sometimes it is, but it's usually, we don't come in with anything prepared. So. Yeah. And uh, we have, I don't think we have like a direct link to the merch store uh, anymore. Uh, no, I don't think we do. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, yeah. uh, we, we have a, this new... Here, I want to zoom that. I want to zoom that in. Uh, zoom have, that in. <clears throat> so we we finally made some new merch that isn't just the typical tone control logo. Um, this is this is it. It's the it, and when Justin says we, he means he made this because oh, I was okay. All right. I was well, too busy. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I I made this I made this with my non skills on Canva. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it works anyway, and people yeah. will buy it. <laughs> this is this is we put this on a bunch of t-shirts, a couple of sweatshirts, um things that generally have dark colors is what this works on, dark colors that aren't red. <laughs> uh this this design works <laughs> yeah. on pretty well. So um and I, I think I did the bags and stuff too. Um yeah. so check them out. If you're listening it says it's the mids. Oh yeah. It's it the says. mids. Uh the as I control. said last time I think it's it was something that we said when we the last time we were talking with Alex from Copper Sound. Um, I think you're right. Because you know what? Guitars, it's the mids, guys. Like, mm-hmm. so anyway. Uh, yeah, so check that out. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and yeah, so so it and now and now we thank the Patreon supporters. And I'm also <laughs> gonna go back to the uh, other chat. I'm gonna pull up the thing of Bob and I'm gonna start the thing. All right. All right. Patreon supporters, thank you. Nick Greenwood, Carson Ricketts, Matthew Fenslaw, (laughs) my mouse covered up a thing, (laughs) Ryzen Wolf, Jamie (laughs) Evans, Doug King, Big Daddy Doug, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Mr. Wonderwall, (laughs) 
Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, Mako Guitars, Andrew Walsh of Andrew's Alcove, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, and Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects. Thank you all ever so much. And we'll see you in a we'll see you when we decide to talk to you again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.